Welcome back, everybody, to the Dom and Colin podcast. We are back. It feels like it's been a minute. It certainly has been a minute since we've been in here talking the challenge because we finally got a very much needed and welcomed uh, two month or so break. Maybe it was longer. Who knows for sure? But the challenge USA is back for its second season. And uh, of course, we are back to break it all down from start to finish. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Matt Ligori, alongside my co-host, Brian Scally. Scally, how are you? Hello. Hello. I'm good i've been keeping busy but never too busy for the challenge uh i say which i will regret one day i'm sure uh, but uh yeah excited to be back here talking about the challenge usa 2 it, it was it two or three months oh god i have no idea you know i have no timeline <laughs> uh i'll say three it could have been three um i feel like it could be four for all i know <laughs> that would be a lot i don't know if it was four um <laughs> But it was it was a while, and it was as uh, as I said, a nice refreshing break. Um, having the premiere rolling around the corner, like I was feeling excited for it to be back, especially knowing that there are three seasons now in the can, like ready to be aired. With this one, thirty nine, and All Stars four, which actually may not have ever happened, who knows for sure. Um, so just ready for one of them to begin airing, and here we are. Right. Yeah. I was like, I'll take any of them at this point. Just give me something. I'm ready. I especially because the longer that they hold off on airing, like one is the longer that it seems like we're going to have to overlap a whole bunch. So I'm glad that we are getting one at a time currently, even if it is twice a week. That's OK. Uh, I would like to focus on the Challenge USA for now. Yeah, the schedule. Um, glad you brought it up. Uh, this is this is a little weird. Uh, we're doing two episodes a week for. I want to say it's only the first three weeks, which I okay. hope is the case because um, it's starting in a time where I, I mean, me personally, well, both of us, I think I'm, I'm busy. Uh, you know, working seventy thousand hours a week, and you're up at the lake house, like partying it up, watching Barbie seven times a week, um, and <laughs> Twitch streaming in between. And now that you know we have that going, so um, both very busy, and this is bad time for two episodes a week but you're also podcasting love island so what am i saying yeah that is my thing is it's uh i, I don't even know streaming and and uh, podcasting is keeping me very busy but you are correct it is the first three weeks ish maybe three and a half uh where we get like the twice a week schedule but it'll be fun i'm excited to go through on like a mini binge this is regular for like australian television so i guess we'll uh you know feel a very slight version of what they have often there we go. Um, but anyway, it, it's been a little while. How How's life? How's streaming? Life is good, yeah. Uh, I'll talk about it later, I guess, at the end. But I'm streaming a little bit now. I've been very busy. Saw Barbie twice. Was fortunate enough to Ugh. see both Taylor Swift and the Jonas Brothers. Oh, my God. So we've been around. We've been oh doing, we've been making moves. <laughs> and still finding time to watch fees and still finding time to watch Love Island. Ugh, it's been a struggle, but yeah, it's happening somehow. <laughs> um, well, I've not seen Taylor Swift. Not that I would have gone out of my way to get those tickets, but maybe now we've talked about, you know, maybe, maybe mm -hmm. getting closer to that realm. Um, I didn't even know the Jonas Brothers thing was happening. Um, but I've also seen them for much cheaper in much smaller venues before we got back to this Jonas Brother renaissance. So I'm content with where I've seen them in the past. Valid. And um, yeah, I mean, it was like, this is for the OGs. And one of my friends was like really dunking on them and being like, yeah, like they've picked up a ton of new fans in the last few years. It's like, how dare you? <laughs> well, I mean, new children have been born <laughs> that, that are old enough to listen to their music. So I'll tell yeah. 
take that there to be true. Jonas Brothers fans who are parents now. So. <laughs> right. Um, and then as far as Barbie goes, I'm very glad that by the time you saw it for the second time, I have seen it now for the first time. So, oh, yeah, I will say that the, I did also watch it once, uh, almost all the way through on TikTok when I saw it on a live. So, uh, <laughs> two point about seven times uh, for Barbie for me. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> Uh, the same for sure. I've watched it <laughs> uh, through various clips on TikTok before I ever saw it. Um, and I guess we're going to tie this right into uh, one of our contestants here. Have you seen the Polly uh, Ken comparisons? I was literally furious. <laughs> I didn't think of it. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, that that was uh, a missed viral tweet. But <sighs> yeah, the first person I actually saw it was a friend of the podcast, Naomi Calhoun, tweeted something out of the sort, and then I was like, I'm so mad, and then goes to show there's like three more viral, viral tweets where everyone else thought of it but me apparently right they uh the one that i think i saw that was the biggest was about paulie thinking that uh he showed up to his mojo dojo casa house uh <laughs> in his big giant jacket and and whatnot and i mean look if we're going for you know bryce isaiah it's a look like paulie showed up and was there to uh be at the top of that list but uh, not no uh not him nor ken were were being looked for here we're here for the challenge. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The thing is that, like, some people were like, did he copy Ken? Did Ken copy Polly? Uh, is the, he, like, you know, trying to make himself a bigger character on TV? I think this is authentically Polly based on how he dresses outside of the challenge. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, this is all certainly pretty new. This was definitely not the Polly we knew back in Big Brother days no. or his early challenge days. So um, he but... was a boy then. He's a man now, as he says. Oh, great. Uh, good for him. <laughs> Um, but okay, back to wherever we started, uh, glad things are going well. Um, things are going well here as well. Just, you know, crazy with work and, um, just winding down on the summer. So excited for that to, uh, happen and get some more free time and, uh, get into the challenge a little bit more and focus a little bit more on it. And, um, you know, I didn't even think like, I'm assuming that the official podcast is back. I did not look, uh, to re-download the feed, but I'm sure there was something there. Do I have to put this back into my life? Challenge. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're gonna Official. have to find some more time somehow. Yeah. yeah, it's there. Yeah, I managed to squeeze in um, Brian and Rob's exit interviews before we got here, but yeah, um, blurred battle lines with John A is their first episode back. So I guess I'll download this and listen mm, to it. There's one with Fessel also. I think you just ignored that one. <laughs> um, the riskiest season yet. Yeah, what is it? Just a preview? Like, I don't know if it's a preview or if it's, did yeah, they, it's are they doing one a week? Are they doing two a week? It's from three days ago. It says, um, so wait, yeah. Oh wait, that could have been, Oh, it's from Friday. So I think that is, you know, premiere episode. They're doing one an episode. All right. Well, who knows that we'll have time for that, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, um, so that's that's that. We're back. Uh, the Challenge USA Season 2 is here. This is the first um, CBS season to include MTV people, which is exciting if you're excited about that. I'm kind of, um, I'm not, I'm, I don't know, maybe a step above indifferent in the sense of like, well, CBS people have been going to MTV. So I'm fine with the MTV sh people showing back up here. And the fact that we have had a break, um, does make it a little bit better for me, like coming in being like, Oh, there's bananas again. There's Tori again. Um, I don't know if you have any different thoughts on that, but, yeah. um, I mean, knowing that we're also going to have a break from all of them on season 39 helps. <laughs> so, you know, there's a break in between last season, a break between the next season. So uh, they invaded here, but uh, we won't have to deal with them for a little while after that. Good. Um, so we, yeah, the, the breakdown here, it seems um, if I am 
getting all this right. 18 newbies um, to the challenge unit. Well, no, not newbies. Um, 18 uh, CBS. CBS people. That's a better way to put <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, non-MTV even because of the Fessels and Josh's and Michelle's of the world. Right, and even the you know USA season one people uh, that may be lingering mm-hmm. around. And uh, six... Uh, MTV at their core, people that are here to compete, and uh, away we go. There we go, yeah. Wild to see this breakdown. I know that we were a little nervous uh, when we saw that they were first going to be joining the cast, but um, I feel like we've been still getting a a good distribution of confessionals amongst the CBS people so far. I mean, we open up with, yes, uh, a Pauly confessional, which I did not expect, but otherwise it is... And, you know, he is MTV adjacent, even though he's been missing for a little bit. And then it's a lot of people that I did not expect confessionals from in this opening. Yeah, it's funny because you think of, like, who do they want to show you? This is a CBS production, a CBS show. Who are they going to show you? This is coming right off the back of Big Brother that, um, you know, Big Brother fans or any CBS reality fans are going to be like, oh, I recognize that person. I want to watch this. Um, Michelle was early on and that Mm -hmm. made sense that she was there. But I was like, are people remembering Polly? Like like even Josh, you know, is more... um, like, I don't know, maybe instantly recognizable. I, I don't know who, maybe recent Survivor players to just get them right in, in case people remember. But uh, then again, if I showed my mom a picture of Cassidy Clark or Chanel and said, um, you know, where do you know this person from? She watches every season of Survivor. She would not have a clue. Yeah. Oh, that's the girl that you're always posting about. Um, that's that's about what I think that they might pull. Potentially. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you could do Tiffany, I think. Desi as, like, the most veteran player of last season. So I think that those would have been good picks for some opening confessionals. But instead we're getting uh, Lewis and Dusty. <laughs> exactly who we all <laughs> expected to start, <laughs> start off the show here. Um, great. Um, but I like Lewis. That's not right. I'm intended to be like shade as to having them here. That's very fine, but it's not who I expected to be opening up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, then again, um, I don't know. Maybe uh, James Wallington is hosting like a huge, amazing race, you know, viewing party. And they knew that that was happening. So they had to, you know, throw T.A.R. a bone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a better answer. Um So I was going to get into maybe some broader things here. Um, Format that we have going on. We're going to talk about how we have teams here. Um, We will get into the randomness of it all with the hopper and how eliminations are going to work. But uh, just kind of in a very broad um, thumbs up, thumbs down. How are we feeling format wise so far? Super positive about the format so far. Um, I love 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 the vote mechanic where it's completely it's not majority wins it's like random basically like you have to keep your social game as on point as possible because if you even get a stray vote then that could be the one vote that sends you in so i really like the voting mechanic i think three teams is super interesting so overall i'm very positive on this format yeah, I don't know that I like a format where you have to keep your social game as on point as possible because I'm glad we already started off with some fireworks <laughs> thanks to, of course, one Amanda Garcia, but I don't want to lose out on the fireworks because Josh is on his best behavior this season. Yeah, that's valid. I can see the concerns there, but like, what's the alternative? We're just going to have like big majority votes every time, so... 
Um, I don't know. I don't think that these people are necessarily going to calm down because I think that a lot of them are also looking to get the call to the man challenge. So uh, you better be a big, big character if you want to come back, as we've seen, like how few people came back one season to the next. So, you know, make mm-hmm. your mark. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we I think talked about before the season, we had kind of heard about the format and it was um, the big like selling point of it was like, you could go in with literally just getting one vote. And that hasn't happened yet. Michelle had three, John A had five. But in the scenario where that one person gets one vote and there's like, you know, 12 other votes on the board, um, that's going to be something, that's going to be a moment. That's going to be, whether for good or for bad, whether it's uh, one of our favorites or not, um, that's going to be a pretty significant moment because whoever placed that vote, suppose Amanda was the only voter on Michelle this week and Michelle goes in, like, that's big. Uh, and if, suppose Michelle went home after that. That's Amanda's move, and that starts off the game for her. Like, that's just a different type of challenge moment that you can't usually see. Like, Amanda would would have not been empowered this week, but she did have a vote, and because of this format, it would have counted. And I think that if we can get to some point like that, where that one vote does mean something, it'll be very interesting. It's something that we haven't really seen. Yeah, I will say that it was not necessarily like the person with the least votes going in, but it was the gender both weeks that got the least votes going in both times. Um, I'm sure, unfortunately, for many, that resulting in women going in over men. Um, but only a 25% chance of giving women's elimination days both times, and that came up twice in a row. So what are they going to do about that? Like, <laughs> I don't think they care. <laughs> frankly well i mean once there's less women like first of all you could run out of all of them i guess but also i don't know it, it don't you just feel like eventually like they're gonna start voting men in it'll be fine i mean they better <laughs> like but <laughs> if i don't I can't know do a like, alliance i can't do it <laughs> if what if the men only vote for women mm, yeah. said, well, we, we never have to go in we have the numbers that is true. That is very true. I don't like this. Stop it. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I can't imagine that like going all the way through the season. Like if, an, especially like look at the next episode, if there's a third women's elimination in a row, like I have to imagine productions backstage being like, okay, I don't know how we do something about this, but like we do something. Yeah. Um, well, like, that's when they start rigging the balls. <laughs> I, I guess we're just like, I don't know, like set a limit. Be like, it can't be more than two or three women's has in a row. Something, I mean, you're safe yeah. today. Uh, it's going to only be of the men that got drawn, which yeah. just to keep numbers balanced. I don't know. Uh, interested to see. Um, and the teams right now, we have three teams, um, which is just, you know, kind of um, I don't want to say it's like a classic format. It's kind of a classic format. I mean, I am a big fan of like the cutthroat type of uh, season. Yeah. So uh, that's what we're going for here. And and let's do it it's one we haven't seen in a while and so that made it really exciting i also liked that we drafted teams um any like real takeaways from the drafting of these teams yeah so i have the chart up here of course uh the the hopper i'm gonna keep forgetting that it's called a hopper um the hopper picked out the three names josh cassidy and desi to be the captains and they made their picks um this is after the vets are brought in so uh you have your pick of literally anybody in the board um we have josh taking john a cassidy taking Corey, desi taking west first overall um you might have been just as shocked when i picked Corey in the draft as i was when <laughs> cassidy picked Corey over west or bananas but Alas. Uh, floored. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Um, I think that Bananas and Wes's egos were just like at an all-time low at that moment. It must have really crushed them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get it. And I feel like 
it's already been playing out in such a way where Bananas and Wes are, like, smoking Corey in challenges. So, um, you know, Corey's team wins the first one. But once we get, like, a, a uh, like an individual thing, Wes and Bananas are across that thing in no time, and Corey is falling. So mm-hmm. I think of that almost like maybe a mistake but an interesting pick and i mean cassidy literally said you know i'm kind of looking to stay away from the egos here and wes and bananas uh you're not going to be able to accomplish that yeah. Corey, i'm not saying doesn't have a big ego but like he's not wes and not bananas so um you know if she's looking to keep a, a team that's a little bit more um less loud uh than than one that will have bananas or west on it then i guess i get it and she did accomplish that neither one of those guys ended up on her team um yeah i just feel like the the picks could have waited. I actually really liked where they realized like Amanda and Bananas are defaulting to these teams. Like there's no reason to pick them at that point. So let them fall until they default to you because you're just wasting a better pick by then. And I do think that like Bananas, Wes and Corey, though, I think that Corey is like considerably worse than the other two. I would rather take like some big shots at uh, like some big picks out of the full pool and default back to like Corey, if he is left at the end right hmm um i'm just gonna trust cassidy <laughs> are you because we're already <laughs> questioning it <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna well uh they had some success uh, throughout two episodes so there you go well i will say also johnny going pick number one for the second season in a row yeah um she said to i think robin uh brian cohen uh maybe they should stop picking me first because <laughs> bad luck uh the first time around uh, or last time with the global championship when her partner was medevaced and now this time she is now out of the game within two episodes so yeah um i don't know that johnny would have been my number one pick but she wouldn't have been my last pick of the three either no. so no, she was, if I remember correctly, my, oh, she was on my draft team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't pulled up the draft and maybe now I don't want to, but um, she was my last I'll do it. Don't pick. worry. Oh, great. <laughs> she was my last pick of the must win portion. Um, and that didn't work out. Um, but alas. Uh, so then Josh is going to pick Polly. Cassidy picks Tori. Desi picks Michaela. Uh, Cassidy and Desi picks makes sense. Josh and the Polly thing. And I guess we could just bring bananas into this as well, uh, because this is a relatively big storyline. Uh, you have three people on a team that have very consistently been at odds over the years. Yeah, this is like Battle of the Egos, where Cassidy's saying she doesn't want any to get just Bananas, uh, Polly, and Josh on a team, and let alone who else is there. That is a mess and a half. Yeah. Um, Polly does seem like he's planning to play this uh, calmly and coolly, cool, coolly, cool, coolly, um, sure. and <laughs> and not, you know... Uh, come at this with the same energy that he probably wanted to the last time that he would have been on a season with Bananas, if not for Bananas kind of getting Polly kicked off the cast. Um, he seems like he knows that his spot back here um, was probably hanging by a thread uh, for him to be here in the first place. And now he's just playing Mr. Nice Guy and hoping for the best, I guess, is, is kind of what we're getting. I mean, I feel like that's all of their strategies of the three and pretty much most of them, except for Amanda. Um, I think that Polly can only hold it in for so long if the other two were to slight him. But for now, Polly's in a kind of nice position where he has some ties to the vets, but is still far enough removed where he is viewed as a CBS person, potentially, right. at least for now. So I think for him, it makes no sense to come in. And like, especially like he just came in 
after like quite the long hiatus with MTV. I don't think he wants to mess that up just yet either. For sure. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely a valid point. Like Tori and Amanda, are, you know, you see Tori like pretending to try to play nice, especially uh, as Amanda comes into power in the second episode. But, um, you know, it, it's early. We'll, we'll see how things play out. But they're certainly highlighting it, even at the very top of the episode, uh, to remind us that these people have history. Um, so the next picks continue. Michelle on Josh's team, Fessy on Cassidy's team, Monty on Desi's team. Uh, Josh picks Dusty. Cassidy picks Alyssa L. Desi picks Amira. Amira is a very high pick. See, I, okay, obviously results oriented. Sure. But for me, I feel like, and I always say that people on Survivor appear, which one is it? Do they appear taller and in Big Brother people appear smaller. And for whatever reason, I thought that Amira was tall. And I don't know if that's the case now after watching. And I feel like she's the exception to the rule. Um, because I was coming in like, oh, Amira's like, you know, got some size on her compared to, let's say, the Alyssa's or Amanda. So I felt like maybe she does pretty well in some of these eliminations. But uh, I don't know. I guess we'll never know really Amira's real potential on the challenge. I mean, looking at who was below Amira being picked, I think the only, I mean, the obvious one to me is I would have gone Chanel over Amira. Easy. But um, I don't know. Uh, That's been... the one that I would pick easy. And like the fact that like I would not have picked Alyssa L over Amira. I don't think either. Um, you wouldn't have. I think I would have picked Chanel over both of them. Easy. Oh, and then oh, I yeah, think yeah, I pick. Yeah. I think I pick Amira over Alyssa L potentially. But um, who knows? We haven't really seen what they what uh, Amira can do. Is Alyssa's competed like fine? Yeah. Um, Josh picks Chanel. Cassidy picks Sebastian. Desi picks Tyler. Tyler going a little later than I might have thought, but also like you know the big guys all went first. And Dusty, who's a, a runner, Josh says. So um, I guess nothing too surprising. Um, it's a pretty stacked cast of uh, people with you know a lot of potential. Um, Josh picks bananas in the sixth round, first pick. Um, <laughs> that man's ego is flat. I think popped. he gets it. There was no reason for Josh to pick bananas as soon as Wes was already taken because he has to end up on Josh's team. So why waste a pick? Like if he otherwise like Dusty just falls further and then he ends up with, let's say, Seabass instead of Dusty. You know, I didn't think about that. (laughs) So that's why bananas fall so far. And like Amanda might still fall where she falls. um, But the same thing, like just let her default to your team rather than picking her with an earlier pick. That definitely makes sense. Um, Yeah. Cassidy ends up with the second Alyssa, Alyssa S. Uh, Desi has Amanda, which was by default. Um, And then Josh with Tiffany is the last pick. Cassidy with Chris Underwood and Desi with, uh, I still don't remember if it's Lewis or Louise. I think it's Lewis. It's Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, I didn't expect Lewis to be the last pick. Um, And I don't feel like he's done really anything to prove in either direction that that is not going to be the case. But I don't know. I think from what I remember of the little of the amazing race of that season that I checked out, uh, he's fun and seems pretty fit. So I was surprised. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where do we go? Uh, where do we go from here? I mean, a lot of the two episodes of course are like getting to know everybody reminding us of who they are, where they come from. Um, just like the little bits and little confessionals and whatnot. Um, of course, when we get back to the house, it's everybody running for the beds, figuring out who's rooming together. Amanda and Tori ended up in the same room. I don't understand how. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. I thought they disliked each other before this season, but I didn't think it was like a deep hatred until, uh, you know, social media pops off and stuff like that. I think I was pretty aware of Amanda's dislike of Tori. Um, Tori stays quiet about it because if she starts to 
be vocal about disliking Amanda. Amanda will, as we have seen on Twitter, come directly for her. And Tori doesn't really want that on social media. Um, that's not really her game. And yeah, um, so to see them in this house together and rooming in the same room and uh, existing uh, is interesting. Yeah, it was funny where... Um, like later when Michelle's like, Amanda, you don't want this smoke. Like all Amanda wants is smoke. When will you all learn? Like that's all she wants. Yeah. <laughs> um, did Josh Martinez lead the cheers or did I watch that? Uh, it definitely was edited to, uh, Josh kind of gives the toast. Like I couldn't tell if there was one already. And then Josh was just kind of like, so honored to be playing with all of you. And like, that's what they kept in. Um, but they definitely did not have a traditional bananas toast. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were like, this is CBS show. This is your, your turf. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, for all we know, he gave it and they didn't show it. Right. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's, there's some fun confessionals here. Um, Michelle with the confessional about, you know, uh, I like that they call themselves team, team red flag. I mean, the fact that she (laughs) called themselves that very early on indicated to me that the rest of at least that episode and the next episode, um, I was like, all right, the red team is probably not going to have a lot of success here because they're in confessional, uh, day or days later (laughs) calling themselves team red flag. Um, but it's a cute name. Um, (laughs) And she just has the confessional about, you know, the, the CVS receipt. And I don't know. She's just I like so it. charming. And I truly could think that even just like we said with the three names of Polly, Bananas, and Josh on a team, like that name could have just originated immediately and doesn't necessarily indicate their success level for me. Um, but, you know, they were – it happened to also be a bit of a hot mess. So the confirmation bias was there as well. <laughs> um and yeah, I, I don't know. Do you have anything else, any specific confessionals to point um, out before we get to the first challenge? I mean, I thought it was definitely interesting to see clips from like the real world, Austin, Key West, Cancun now to be on the air, like 10, 15 years later, all of a sudden on CBS. Like that was weird. So um, very interesting considering, you know, the MTV CBS merger. Things are getting more and more intertwined. Yeah, I don't know. I, t- I genuinely don't know what the challenge would be to this day uh, had that not happened. Like, you know. The the show again, as we've talked about a million times, the sh- the shows that MTV was pulling from are all not there anymore. Um, so, like they didn't merge MTV and CBS to bring new people over to the challenge. Like that's not you know. But maybe maybe we would uh, want to believe that to be the case. But yeah. um, if that had not happened, I don't know. I feel like they were pulling from CBS before the merger happened. They were. They were. And so it seems like more so how it's affected is like they're not pulling from ABC anymore. It seems to be more uh, the impact that this merger has had. But um, yeah, it's definitely gotten only stronger between them and CBS. Like if people are going on Big Brother and like on the live feeds talking about like, oh, and we end up on the challenge one day. Like, shut up. Stop it. I don't want this to be a thing. Okay, so who did they pull from ABC besides one Chase Brody McNary? (laughs) That's the only one I had in my (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if uh, Shailene was on The Bachelorette uh, ABC in Canada. But <laughs> I could not tell you. Um, I'm very curious to now see if I can pick out another like non NTV show uh, or like CBS show. Yeah, uh, we got that one Bachelorette, and then it's a whole bunch of internationals. So uh, yeah, maybe just Chase. <laughs> might, might just be Chase, um, a name that I never would have thought would come up again here on this <laughs> podcast. Um, 
the first challenge uh, of the season is uh, interesting only in the sense that they somehow carved out six stone uh, statues of the six vets here of course uh bananas and tori and Corey and wes and amanda and i'm missing one and john a um and those were kind of resembling them um i think maybe wes is the most for me but um sure yeah i do think that wes's was the best i'm curious if there is more like celebrating of the like mtv vets what will happen when like you know, one, two, all of them go home uh, because it feels like uh, we're building them up as these team cat captains and then like, oh, actually, uh, they're getting targeted right away. So maybe there's going to be uh, later in the season, if everybody's still around, like statues of like Michelle and Josh and Chris. Um, and is there any other winners here? Um, Cassidy? Yeah. And Tiffany in my mind. Um, yes. So, you know, there's a couple. Um, maybe. Um, the challenge itself here for me, um, the only highlight is, uh, bananas almost getting taken out by a wagon with statues on it. Um, it was, I mean, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, a bad challenge. It was pretty standard, uh, opening challenge with, uh, wheeling these statues down these paths to get, um, to a couple different checkpoints and their symbols and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, it's just kind of showing how their teamwork is going to be all together. Um, there weren't any crazy notable, like, you know, um, people standing out in either a positive or negative way. Besides, I guess Amanda got a little bit of heat for, um, the green team had been in the lead and Amanda was the one that was saying that she had memorized the symbols and she had it and then she did not have it. So, um, she gets a little bit of a negative highlight there, but otherwise everybody seemed to be doing okay. The red team was, uh, being, you know, team red flag, but, um, it wasn't like as, uh, I don't know, bad as it, they made it sound like. Sure. Well, I feel like the only person that I'm remembering that also got some negative content was there was some talk of like Dusty not pulling his weight, which was surprising considering that like he's an athlete, he's a runner. So um, I thought that that was worth noting. But in general, I don't know if that was just to like give a reason as to why the red team lost narrowly. But um, I don't know. I'm curious to see if Dusty starts getting a little better in the future challenges. Yeah, um, definitely curious to see how Dusty does in the season. I have a lot invested into uh, <laughs> <laughs> how this man performs. Um, but yeah, the green team had the lead, fell behind red and blue in a heated battle at the end there um, before ultimately Cassidy's blue team, as I said, never, never in doubt, um, pulling out the first win of the season. And there's that. Yeah, I will say, now that we've seen one challenge, let's say, but even before, we didn't really talk about with these teams after they're drafted, which team is looking the strongest to you, or like, in order? Very good question. Any um, teams stand out? The blue team, because they won the first challenge. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, it's, it's almost hard to um, answer that without knowing the way that they were portrayed, like red team being portrayed as like, they're a bit of a hot mess. Um, they have this drama between Josh and Polly and bananas. So like, I don't know, they kind of, whether it's that or just because their players are look weaker than the other two teams, I got to put them uh, ranked third. Um, and then both blue and green won one of the first two challenges of the season. They seem relatively even evenly matched. Um, but I think, I guess overall i'd probably have to give it to cassidy's blue team 
Interesting. I think I would have said green team. I feel like there are less, uh, you know, you want to call them red flags. You want to call them like obvious weak links to me. Like if I'm looking at like Desi, Michaela, like uh, Amira, I thought was going to be okay. You know, Amanda didn't expect much, but like Desi and Michaela seem like super strong. Wes, Monty, Tyler, Lewis, like I had high expectations for pretty much all of them. So I thought Team Green was going to be pulling it out uh, pretty regularly, but I uh, don't know what the case is going to be over there. I think we may end up looking at, you know, kind of trading back and forth uh, wins between the blue and the green team with the red team just kind of being there i don't know <laughs> they're the personality team you know <laughs> that's that's what they got but even there i don't think it's particularly weak i think that the, like you look at like bananas chanel like Polly's pretty strong michelle's strong so um i don't think that it's like wholly unbalanced but well while we're talking about the teams i'm kind of gonna jump ahead a uh, hundred steps here and talk about how part of the format of the season is that if you win an elimination you can leave your team and join a new one so do we think that um, and, and we haven't seen anybody switching teams throughout these first two eliminations. Do we think maybe a red team member is the first one that'll want to hop, uh, you know, jump ship or are they going to stay Ooh. super loyal? I could see it because I also think that the red team has the potential to like get voted in. If they're not winning challenges and they also have like some pretty grading personalities, I could see them going into eliminations, losing a couple eliminations. And then once your team starts getting like really down in the numbers, that's when you want to like jump to another team to hide. So I think I could see the red team ultimately jumping at some point. Right. And like the challenge vets can jump as well. Like just because they had to draft evenly doesn't mean that like bananas can't jump over to like, you know, swap out with Tyler and join Wes on his team yeah for sure so um i can easily see that happening especially if it's a vet that wins and wants to put themselves on a team with another vet and play with it i don't know um there's benefits hide like you can't vote all the vets on that team (laughs) right um there's benefits both ways of having you know your people spread out and also kind of working with them on your team so um but so far, everybody's staying loyal to their teams, and both. Uh, and and just to kind of keep this conversation all together, I think both decisions made perfect sense to me. Uh, I don't know why Tori would have left her team. It's a strong-looking team, and Michelle leaving her team after one round would have made her look extremely wishy-washy and untrustworthy more than people already perceive her to be. So, um, yeah. good calls both ways there. Exactly. I mean. Yeah, Michelle already has, like, not the best reputation in terms of um, that, so good to stay. It's only been one episode. You're staying with, like, the most number of people, and then Tori, like, you could switch to a team that has seven people on each team. Probably not, so it made sense to stay there as well. Um, But, yeah, I I like this mechanic. Yeah. Um, So TJ explains that the winning team is going to nominate one man and one woman uh, from either of the two losing teams. So, uh, again, Blue is the winner of the first uh, challenge here so they can nominate one man and one woman from either red or green. Um, the two losing teams are going to then do a secret vote where they will all pick out one player uh, that is not on the winning team uh, to go against one of the two people selected by the winning team. Um, again, it's a secret vote, so uh, all of these votes that are picked are going to go into TJ's hopper um, and any one vote that was thrown into the hopper has the potential to be picked and to go into elimination. So that's that. Yeah, this was very interesting. Now I will say that, um, this voting made me very nervous for the season (laughs) because, uh, while surprisingly it was like the Alyssa's who are really like putting their foot down and 
I would say, not wanting to see their friends get voted in in Alyssa S's cases and not wanting to just do what the vets are doing in Alyssa L's case. But um, most everyone else seemed on board to just do exactly what Corey and Tori told them to. Yeah, um, which is going to be the exact opposite when we get to the next episode and and see, uh, you know, what the uh, rookies, I guess, per se, were able to pull together and and not let Wes run the show, um, but also aided by the fact that Amanda was there. But um, the fact that, yeah, uh, Tori and Corey are able to kind of lead the charge for exactly what they want to happen. Alyssa, uh, neither Alyssa are are able to move the needle whatsoever and uh, save their individual people. So it just ends up being a pretty clean cut case for Amira and Lewis to go in. Yeah, which um, I mean, I feel like that's about expected, right? They seem like some of the least connected people. I almost was surprised. Like, I guess there's no Amazing Race women or they probably find themselves getting voted in here. Um, I almost was surprised that they didn't like keep it within the BB24 family. Like, let's just vote them in and like offend that one alliance at once. Um, But no, these made about sense. Yeah. Um, And then looking at the uh, individual votes from everybody who uh, was on the two losing teams. Um, You have the obvious votes from Amanda going to Michelle. Michelle did not return that vote. She voted for Monty. So, um, you know, Amanda's going to be Amanda. And uh, as Michelle says, just be petty. But that's how Amanda plays the game. Why would you expect (laughs) anything else? It's it's that's Amanda. Um, But we saw some strategy sessions from, you know, some of the different teams that it does. It it did seem like they had a plan, uh, I guess, to put all these different votes on. uh, How many votes were on Monty? It was four. Um, so the red team, it was Josh. I'm looking at the votes. Josh, Michelle, Bananas, and Dusty all voted for Monty, trying to get him in against Lewis. And the Bananas votes came from Monty, Michaela, Lewis, and somebody else, and Amira. So the you know, green team voting for okay. Bananas, other team voting for um, Monty, trying to make that happen. Uh, two Dusty votes came from Tyler and Wes. Two members of the green team. Makes sense. Um, The Desi vote came from Tiffany? Tiffany? Did she burn? That doesn't make any sense. Did she burn? What did she do Desi's like a very close alliance member for Tiffany, as we've seen in the second episode. So I'd be surprised. And we saw Tiffany in the second episode being like, I don't want to vote for John A because I have a connection with her. And if she comes back, I want to honestly say I didn't do it. Um, So I don't know if she was like not wanting to like because she's she's on the red team who was who they were putting monty like did she have a, a thing with monty like did she, i don't i don't know that is very strange it's a weird <laughs> vote um and desi you know even gets the confessional during the elimination being like i had a 25 percent chance of going in that would have been tiffany yeah that is wild, <laughs> I, wild. I, I like don't even know how to process that yeah um the two west votes were from chanel and Polly. And the three Michelle votes were, of course, one from Amanda, one from Desi, and one from John A., which was the big controversy. John A. tells us that Wes told her before the season not to trust Michelle. She plays emotionally. And uh, what did you think of this all, which does, as we see in episode two, lead to um, kind of a turn on John A.? Such a weird move. Um, I don't get it because even if like you can't really trust Michelle, like she's on your own team. So like this early, it just feels like 
too big of a move. It feels like you can trust that she's also going to like work within her own best interest as long as she thinks that you're on their side. I know that Michelle is obviously not known to be working with the MTV veterans, but like we talked about how it would be a good strategy for Michelle to do so, so that in future seasons she was set up a little better. I think she got really lucky that next season has essentially none of them on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I... I'm surprised to see that there seems to be absolutely no loyalty between or any attempt even like let's say like Tori tried to like bring Michelle back into the fold. It doesn't seem like that's happening. No, um, I definitely thought the same when we see Michelle and we see who she's working with and she's in the episode two part of like the coalition to get Tori uh, to go in. And I'm like, well, yeah, she's uh, she's screwed when Tori watches this back and sees she can't trust her. <laughs> well, I mean, is it doesn't seem like uh, there was any love lost there at the moment anyway. So I don't know. I was surprised to see Desi voting for Michelle here, too, because apparently they're in that big same alliance together. So I don't know if this came uh, together after episode one. I don't know if there was any insight to that in the exit interviews that you got to listen to. I don't remember. Um, or as to, like, why John A voted the way she did or the I don't know. Um, I think well, I think she was just. Actually, no, let me not speak to that because I don't remember exactly what she said. <laughs> well, we'll um, find out. <laughs> it's funny because I remember Rob saying at the end, that was such an inf- insightful uh, you know, answer from John A as to why she voted for Michelle. Um, and I was like, hmm, I don't remember what she said. Um, but that's just <laughs> how I listen to podcasts. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, but she did. Uh, I think she was telling Mike Bloom just about like her and Michelle watched the episode together uh, on the premiere night. And they were like, yeah, that we messed that up. Like, shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't have done that. Um, or at least John mm-hmm. A feeling that way, because uh, it does seem like she likes Michelle in real life. Um, but good. John A also uh, mentioning how she just like has been so out of like the challenge world. Like she's been in her all star all stars world. But like she didn't know that there was beef between like bananas, Polly, Josh. She didn't know, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> else has been going on so uh, she's just kind of jumping back into it all like amanda and tori she didn't know about so um i don't know she's kind of trusting wes like you're trusting wes which like great in that he is like the person on this season that you can trust the best but like John A, like, girl, call us. Like, we'll give you an unbiased uh opinion on like what is going on we'll catch you up don't worry i will give an unbiased opinion about michelle I didn't. I was saying uh, in quotations. Okay, you just couldn't see. <laughs> but just in general, um, I'm going to tell you like what's actually going on. Like I'll tell you, Michelle and Amanda don't get along. Yeah, but uh, I'm not pushing you against Michelle either. For sure. Um, <laughs> maybe Desi was burning, like because I mean, sure, you could reasonably predict that Amanda would vote for Michelle, but like that's not really something you can, or that you, that you. I don't know. It's not like, well, what's the point of burning? Like, first of all, we've already talked about how burning has consequences here. It's not as if they were like, go vote. And then revealed that like everyone's vote matters because of the hopper. It was already revealed. So like burn on someone you're not in an alliance with, <laughs> like on the red team alone, she could have very easily gone ahead and voted for, let's say, uh, John A. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All the other women she's aligned with. Uh, but I don't know. Vote for Polly. Vote for Bananas. Vote for Dusty. Like, who cares? Anyone else? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah. So that's the votes. Um, uh, where, where do we go from here? I mean, that is... No, where... where hmm. I don't know where you want to go, but I mean, we talked about the votes. We talked about how Michelle realizes that like someone voted for themselves. And so that's the thing while it is secret, like you still have to do the math on things. Like I would have thought they were going to reveal this at some point. 
Right. Um, Maybe John A. was like, production's definitely rigging this. They're not going to tell us how many votes are in there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's called being a challenge vet and knowing what is uh, potentially on the table. Uh, both, uh, you know, in front of the, uh, whether behind the scenes or, or not. But um, so, yeah, I mean, the big reveal of Michelle finding out that, you know, she counted the votes when we get to the, I guess we're, we're getting to the elimination to the arena here. And um, when Michelle makes the realization that, you know, there was nine votes on one team and uh, seven votes on the other, that means that somebody on her team voted for her. Um, you know, we're going to have to find out. We're going to have to get to the bottom of this, but not right now, because when we get to the elimination um, and we have TJ reading out all the votes, Amira and Lewis are out on the field uh, and it's going to be a cliffhanger. For the first episode, mm-hmm. which did did that, you know, spark any uh, excitement in you? I was furious. <laughs> I was tweeting out like, "Screw the challenge! I hate this show." Um, I was not happy, and it was came down to so many people were saying to me like, "I really like want to get back into this, but the last the last season, like, I enjoyed it well enough, and it was good, and I had fun throughout. But then you get to the finale, and they really lost me, and I was like, no, like." That's just the challenge. Sometimes it's going to do that. But, like, remember the good times. Remember what we enjoyed. And then they come back with this season premiere. And you give us a to-be-continued and no elimination in the first episode. I get that the next episode's on in three days. But I don't care. Don't I mean, give me that. that's why they get a pass for me. <laughs> like, that's Ugh. why I wasn't irate. Because the episode was going to air in three days. Um, but it certainly is aggravating. Yeah. I mean, I was unfortunately spoiled on the results of the first elimination. So it's not like I really was uh, in some type of limbo there. I knew who went in. But, um... Uh, unspoiled on everything else, so that is good. But, uh, yeah, I was not, like, waiting on pins and needles, but I was just annoyed, because it's, like, really, like, what was so important in this episode that you couldn't have cut out in order to give us that elimination? Right, especially, you know, the next episode's gonna now have two eliminations, so we're taking Mm -hmm. up time there anyway. Um, So, when it's time to uh, pull a ball from the hopper, Michelle Fitzgerald is going to come out of the hopper, because, of course, she does and have to ruin uh, my day and my night and start of the season here. (laughs) Um, So, I mean... When it came down to it, uh, TJ told them that a woman was going in, Amira was going to be, you know, battling. Lewis was safe, and Lewis was elated, so happy, so grateful. Um, and with the four votes that were available for it to be um, a woman going in, it was 75% chance of Michelle, 25% Desi. Desi was nervous, but it ended up being Michelle. Um, and the elimination was called Slam Dunked. You get dropped in the water 15 different times, and while you are in the water waiting to be yanked back up, um, there are 15 hundred tiny little balls in the water that you have to get as many of them out as you possibly can. And it ends up being, thank the Lord, Michelle Fitzgerald that pulls this out. If Amira won this elimination, would you have blamed me for stop being watching the season? Um, yeah, I've been really upset. Um, <laughs> really not happy. Um, it felt like this was not a complete crapshoot because I think that there are definitely people who would tire out here, but I think that a large percentage of people are going to perform relatively similarly in this challenge. So I think like applauding for trying something new, um, but eh, a little scary to risk Michelle like this. Terrifying. Um, I'm glad that she seemed to have the support of people in the crowd. Not, not Amanda for sure. Um, didn't really get to the Michelle versus Amanda while they're up uh, waiting to be, you know, uh, uh, whatever the platform uh, at the elimination. Uh, Amanda's, you know, giving her quips about, you know, yeah, Michelle's going in, woohoo! Uh, and Michelle's, you know, 
clapping back at her, accusing her of being the one orchestrating these three votes against her. Um, and, you know, this is just the beginning of these two going at it uh, in the season. Yeah, when um, I had gotten spoiled on this elimination matchup happening and the result, I was like, yeah, Michelle beat Amira's ass in a pole wrestle. <laughs> like, I was just imagining, like, oh, they're in hall brawl. She just tramples over her. But uh, no, it's just that she, like, uh, recovered from belly flops slightly better over and over. So. <laughs> and she looked good doing it. Um, that's my queen. Um, she won by 18 balls. Um, mm-hmm. Not a very big difference there, but thank the Lord. Um, Amira, did she even like get a word on the way out? Besides, not, no, like just thanks for coming. I mean, TJ was like, I really hope we're going to see you again. I was like, why? <laughs> like, what did we see? <laughs> Yeah. Um, TJ, I would like to show you a season of Big Brother that maybe (laughs) will change your mind on that. Um, (laughs) So, like, as far as I'm concerned, bye. Like, see you later. Um, I'm I'm good. Um, And just extremely thankful that that went the way that it did. Um, Would have totally, totally, totally. Like, like back in the couple seasons where, like, Ashley went home first and, um, you know, back in the days of, like, you know, maybe before feelings were soured on Ashley a little bit, um, mm-hmm. her going home first <laughs> would completely have left me in a bad mood for weeks to come for the season. So that's exactly what what, what would have happened here. Yeah, um, I had to deal with Natalie Anderson going home first on two different shows, and it really knocked the wind out of me for quite some time. Especially so. having been um, fake spoiled that Adam Klein was going to be the first boot. Um, okay, we like Adam too. Don't talk shit. We love Adam. Not too much on Adam. <laughs> we love Adam, but I was prepared for his exit while <sighs> I was not prepared to lose the person that I was rooting for the first or second most in the entire season to go. Oh my God, what a day. Yeah. What a that is really funny that Adam was falsely spoiled as the first boot on both of his seasons. Is that true in the first? I don't, I don't yep. remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so maybe because it's just I, uh, I had heard that spoiler, but still kept him as my winner pick. <laughs> so don't know why, but uh, uh, went well. <laughs> yeah. Um, oof. I just got like, the, the <laughs> ugly chills thinking about that season. Mm. Um, so Michelle, again, stays on her team. And uh, I think we already both agreed that that was the right call. For, for that there. Um, so we get back to the house and we're going to get into it. Michelle versus Amanda. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. This was um, I mean, they kind of like played goofy music over this. And that's kind of how I felt about it. Like this was goofy. I don't think that this was a good fight. Um, I don't think that either of them really was pulling out big punches. I was kind of embarrassed for both of them, to be honest. I guess. I mean, um, as I tweeted, like I'm just miserable watching this as like a huge Michelle uh, fan stand as a huge Amanda Garcia fan or stand um, love both of them. And to see them at odds like this, like this intensely, not my favorite. It's but, not changing. <laughs> no. Um, but um, I also can kind of put myself in the dusty perspective of like, Oh, this is like, this is good. Um, <laughs> so, you know, uh, like you said, it was kind of, yeah, I mean, just, the, I just like, there was nothing too the- exciting. The comebacks being like, oh, you're like a chihuahua. And she's like, <laughs> Amanda brings up Fessel. It's like, oh, like you, this is embarrassing. Like, that that was embarrassing. That was like, no one cares about Fessel. Like he, like, he is, <laughs> he's not some like, you know, it's not like anybody can be like, oh, like, you know, you lost the challenge because you were like, you know, going after Fessel. Like, no, it's just, no one cares about him, but it's fine. And- 
I think the like thousand yard view of this is like it's really embarrassing that they're this upset over Fessel, um, like still to this day. Um, I think it's more so that like Amanda and uh, the aforementioned Ashley, I think, connected pretty well with Michelle on her rookie season. And then Michelle gets off and hooks up with the guy that Amanda had been hooking up with. Yeah. So I think it's more of like the betrayal aspect than Fessel. But like also then why do we have to bring him up? Because then it makes it look like the thousand yard view all over again. Right. Um, while we're talking about Amanda, uh, she gets a couple confessionals throughout this episode. She has a big moment and I do feel like I'm not surprised that they highlighted the moment for Amanda where she completed the challenge that not many other people completed because I'm not going to agree with Tori, but I might have to agree with Tori in confessional being like when Amanda has a moment, you have to, you know, <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> Like, 100%. Corey yeah. can say something right once in a thousand times. Once in uh, every seven seasons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Amanda had a moment in, not just of being amazing television, um, but she had a, a moment of doing success, uh, being successful in the challenge. Um, she's talking a lot about how she wants to be, be there to win for her son while she's taking time away from him, and she doesn't think people see her potential, but she does have it, and she wants to prove that. And, you know, I love to see that she's not, you know, that maybe she knows why she's here, it's for the drama, but, like, good, still show up and want to compete. I love that. Well, that's the thing is that Amanda, like in relation to the fight, was like, I don't think like who cares I'm mean. Like I don't care who who like who thinks I'm mean. I don't care who's like mad at me because like for me, like it's all about my kid. And at first, I was like, how is this helping your kid by like winning money for him? But I was like, oh, is it just that like it's keeping you on TV because you fight all the time? <laughs> like is that like you're guaranteeing the paycheck by coming every time? So maybe that's a nice other interpretation, but because uh, it's not helping you in terms of the game. Well, no, I, th- I think it's exactly what you just said. The fact that she's coming out that like you can't really say that in conventional. Well, because I get a check just for showing up here. Um, <laughs> like no one thinks that, you know, again, that Amanda is walking out of here with the $250,000 or whatever the prize is this time around. Um, but it's like the same, like that's the reason why I'm uh, very upset to be losing John A second, but like she came out here, she got a check, she's bringing it home to the to the family, to the kids. Uh, good for her, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look no, at it that definitely. Way. So, um, yeah, hope that's what she meant. Um, uh, and then before we get to the second challenge, uh, we do get a scene that made me extremely happy uh, of oh. Tiffany. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was first. I thought you were talking about the red team clocking that it was John A. But I was like, oh, this anti John A. campaign going on. No, I mean we'll get to that with the vote later. That didn't make <laughs> me very happy, um, but it's not surprising. Um, no, but I am talking about the Tiffany, Chanel, and Desi strategy session to see that they are working together. Tiffany talks about who else her alliance is. It's a mix, uh, a mix of Survivor Big Brother, Michaela, the Alyssas, Michelle. So like, this is a good group. Yeah. Um... It's a good group, and the Alyssa's and are the Alyssa's. in it, too. Um, <laughs> Alyssa L is, like, fine. Um, I, I, I think there's potential this season. Like, I could see her winning me over. So we will see. Um, but I think that, ultimately, I was very excited to hear that this was happening. I was very nervous about the voting trend in the beginning to see that there were a bunch of non-MTV people, like, calling it out that, like, they need to work together and actually figure this out. I was very excited. For sure. Um, it's the kind of thing that we always want to see, you know, people coming together, the under the underdogs or the uh, the non-veterans to say, you know, let's do what we got to do. And uh, this is a good group. A lot of people in here that I really like, plus Alyssa Snyder. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, challenge number two. Challenge number two. Working the polls. Um, Great name. Cute, cute. Um, 
And I thought it was uh, a fun watch. Uh, you know, it, it's a knockout style kind of thing. So it's, you know, not just watching people do things a hundred times, um, watching, you know, who's going to fall, who's going to be out, who's going to make it across. This is my favorite type of challenge. I really liked it. Um, I feel like there were a couple issues that I have with it, but we'll get there. Uh, well, really one mainly, but I think that I wish more people were uh, taking the knockout part of it because I thought maybe instead of trying to win, maybe the red team should have been trying to knock the green team off considering yeah. they're working with blue. Uh, and it didn't seem like anyone really considered that strategy, at least out loud on the show. Um, but otherwise, I very much enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, is one of the issues that you are going to take with it the fact that I think Monty brought a entire ball down with him? Yeah, the pole just broke and malfunctioned. Yeah. They were like, Monty's out. And I was like, no, put him back up there. Right. Like, like, I'm not like justice for Monty, but like that that's messed up. Yeah, he went flying down with one of the poles and balls. And uh, I don't know if he was the only one. I feel like another pole might have broken. I don't know if I saw one hanging there. I think yeah. it was his same pole. Oh, well, that was that was weird. Um, yeah. Luckily, that was Heat 2, because like, I don't think they'd be fixing it for Heat 2 if it right. broke the like, birds. But, like, you invited a large man to compete on your show. You have to be able to support the weight of mm -hmm. him jumping across this thing. But that's Wow, the challenge, not balancing things for everyone, like, not surprising. I mean, Fessy's bigger than him, I would venture to say. So uh, I think it really could have happened to anyone if they, like, just stepped on the wrong pole. Yeah. Um, speaking of accommodations, um, the, the one person that I'm watching on BB 25 that I'm like, will be on the challenge, um, is Matt. And, you know, there's a lot of conversation about, uh, how their big brother producers have not been, uh, accommodating enough for him over there. And all I can help but think is like, what are the challenge producers? Like, how, like, are oh, they going to be able to make worse. this happen? Yeah. Way worse. <laughs> way, way worse. Um, I think that there is less like, probably announcements that are like imperative during the challenge and stuff i think that it will still probably be hard for him to like let's say there was a team like communicating up there i think that that might be hard for him um but also the, legally is big brother going to you know does he have grounds for a lawsuit against big brother if they don't start making this a lot more fair potentially and then i don't know if he'll end up on the challenge if that happens uh but uh we shall see yeah um just kind of on my mind because seeing that viral tweet of like somebody thirsting over him that got like 7,000 million like likes because it was just like, Oh, that's a hot man. I was like the reality TV world is not letting him go. If they have the option to, uh, he'll be around. Oh, yeah. He's likable. Like, you know, my friend walked by the TV and was like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Matt's debut coming, uh, soon, I'm sure. Um, but so in the first round, um, who makes it across? It's the, the three green team people, Amanda included Desi and Tyler get across. So they're uh, giving the green team a lead. Uh, Sebastian and Chris get across for the blue team and nobody from the red team makes it across. Yeah. At that point, I feel like the red team had to give up. And that's where I was saying, like, they really should have been pulling people on the green team down. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if, like, <laughs> they got far enough to do that. Um, Bananas getting, like, across the way super quick on the second heat I thought was a big mistake because, like, couldn't help more people. Um, I feel like he should have been pulling up the rear. Yeah, probably. Um, in the second heat, we end up seeing Chanel get across with... Um... Bananas. Bananas. And Michaela gets across with Desi and Wes. And, you know, the green team just has the numbers at that point that they've done it successfully enough times. Desi gets across both times. And the green team is the winner. 
Yeah. Anyone you were surprised to see not make it or to make it? Um, some of the vets like uh, Corey going down. I mean, Fessy, not surprising. Uh, you know, when Monty went down, Fessy goes down. Like, you know, the big guys, it, it, you know, it's a lot of strength to get your whole big giant body uh, from one pole to the next to the next. Like, you know, certainly not impossible. Um, maybe like I can see Fessy getting across a monkey bar just fine. But um, this was no regular monkey bar. So uh, I don't know, uh, like the Corys and some of the smaller women I thought would have had, you know, like Cassidy being the first one down. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Cassidy had a chance. I thought uh, Tori had a chance. I was surprised by Polly, as I think was called out on this episode. This feels like something pretty in his wheelhouse, and uh, he did not deliver, so people were surprised by that. Um, He's just Ken. Yeah. <laughs> the, no, don't do Ken like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so with the green team being the winners, um, including Amanda Garcia, we get back to the house and get one of my favorite challenge scenes in a while of Tori sucking up to Amanda um, and just telling her how pretty she looks today and how great she smells and how wonderful she is and how much she wants to be her best, best friend. I want you to be my new Anissa, I think she said. Um, or maybe that was just me interpreting. Uh, what maybe I that's thinking. why Amanda voted her in. <laughs> uh, she, she literally said, uh, she's like, well, I'm going to go think about it and then eventually vote you in so uh that's my plan um somebody who doesn't hate uh tori as much as amanda does is sebastian budding romance what is this <laughs> like, why uh if you could have given me like any two names this would have been really low on the board for me so here's the thing Sebastian does look better with this haircut. Oh, we are turning into a uh, Sebastian Thirst podcast is what's happening right now. So, no, but um, he looks better this time around. I mean, Chris Underwood is right there. Um, but <laughs> he's, he's also married. He's, I was gonna say, he's married. So, um, so uh, I'm just pointing out that Chris is there for talking about who's being thirsty. <laughs> I mean, now I can just look down the list. There's a lot of, a lot of attractive people on this cast. Oh yes. Um, All right. Who's next? Who's next? Um, <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, All right. Didn't want to say Polly is what happened. <laughs> no. Um, the, the fur coat really just making things worse. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. The, the, I well, mean, it. teach their own. Um, where was I going? You can't talk about like hot people and expect me not to get distracted and lose my place in my notes. Um, <laughs> but yeah. All right. This is a fling that uh, we were kind of pointed out in the first episode. Um, and of course, more in the second episode as they are cuddling in bed and we'll see how far this gets. What's the longevity? Well, it's the longevity on this uh, show. Um, by the reunion, there's no chance they are uh, in contact. <laughs> I don't know if there is a reunion, but uh, yeah, I think as soon as one of them goes home, I don't think they speak again. <laughs> For sure. Um, so that's going on there. Was um, Tori on that like yacht party that was being had no, recently? No, she was not okay. there. Um, okay. for, for anybody that did not see any of that, there was a whole gathering of a lot of the cast, uh, down, I believe in Florida, um, as they gathered for some kind of like premiere party, I think it was like an organized premiere party, like by an event planner kind of thing, not like just the cast hanging out, watching the show. Um, and a lot of them were there, but no, I don't, I don't believe Tori was there. Uh, Wes wasn't okay. there. I don't remember who else, but that makes sense. And then people were there that weren't on the cast. Uh, one, uh, Andrea Belke, and I saw Claire from the uh, your, your good friend Claire Rafson. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, was there, and uh, <laughs> I don't know who else. 
So that's that. There we go. Um, there is a scene here of Michelle and Alyssa and Tiffany and all of them strategizing about getting the uh, two vet women in against each other, those being John A. and Tori, and ensuring that a vet goes out. Yeah, this was so exciting to, to like firm up that we were really going to be targeting the MTV personalities was great. I feel like once I saw that they were coming in, I was nervous. I really just saw like I thought maybe Kylan's going to be there. Like he's totally sucking up to them. Let's be honest. Um, I think that there's the potential for a lot of them to just go with the flow. And I got real nervous. And thank God someone put it into their heads that they should all target the MTV people right away. And it's uh, coming to fruition. Yeah. Um I, again, need to point out, Michelle working against Tori makes me nervous for the future of Michelle Fitzgerald and the challenge. Tori watching this, um, you know, taking notes, but uh, you do what you got to do, you know, here in this moment and in this moment. Uh, the numbers are certainly there on the Survivor Big Brother side of things, so I would not blame her at all. And and look, Tori, like, you threw Michelle aside, you know, plenty uh, when she first joined this world. Like, you know, she wasn't part of your core alliance, so why would you be mad that, you know, Please. Tori will never admit that. Last season, they're I still know. sticking to the story. Like, we would have been working with you, like, till when? Final 20? Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't count. Um, so, I don't know. Like, is Michelle going to have to, you know, work with these receipts on season 40? Maybe. But, um, you know, season 39, she'll be fine. Yeah. Tori's also doing the thing here um, throughout the remainder of this episode being like, there was nothing else I could have done. There's nothing else we can do. There's nothing else we can do. Um, you didn't even try. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty that we didn't see, but like I, you know, there's, there's an obvious sentiment where where we're seeing that the, um, you know, six MTV vets are kind of being seen as outsiders and we want to take them out. We want to start going after them. Cool. Um, that doesn't mean, you know, I just throw my hands up in the air and say, Oh, whatever. Like I'm going to fight, fight, fight until, you know, through all these eliminations, like show me one scene of her, interacting with the rest of them and like being her fake usual self being like, so Mm. Michelle, like, Hey buddy, like I would have to imagine they would have shown something like that if it had happened, Uh, but maybe it just didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Like Tori's not known for her political game at all on the challenge. So I could see her just being like, all right, like I'm the headbanger. That's my best bet for the rest of the season. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think that Tori kind of knows that she's a little bit screwed. And you know what? I am always someone that is like, fight, fight, fight. Do not give up. But I really don't think there's any coming back from this right now for her. Yeah. Um, the nominations are going to be the green team gathered up and pretty much everybody on the same page that they want to put two vets in on the men and the women's side ends up being Tori and bananas. Um, the only opposition that we have out here is Wes, who is, you know, these are his allies and he certainly doesn't want this to happen, but the writing is on the walls and this isn't going to go anywhere of him trying to pitch anything countering that he tries. Uh, and as he says, he's like, they're pretty much just patting me on the back saying like, very, very cute. Wes, good job. Uh, I was obsessed with this. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally obsessed when Wes is like, well, what do you think about like you give us one pick and then you guys get one pick? And right. they're like, no, we're just going to take both picks. Thank you though. Um, <laughs> Michaela, and Michaela, like it was funny because you you saw that like Desi was basically being like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Michaela was like trying to reason with Wes and being like, well, I've been doing the numbers and I don't think that like they're going to work with us if obsessed. we do that. Like Michaela, 
just say no. <laughs> no, I was obsessed. I love that she because the thing is that West is trying to manipulate and they don't need to prove him wrong. But Michaela is like, mm, I can tell you're lying right now. And here's why. <laughs> and I was obsessed with that. Like, yeah. yes, call him out. That was so funny to me. It was also like, like, I love Michaela, but like not the best pitch. She was like, Wes, you're an asset to our team, just like they're an asset to their team. So we want to take away their assets. So we're the only team with an asset. And like, obviously, the answer that Wes is going to say is, OK, well, then when we lose next time, they're going to take away your asset. And that's me. And then I'm gone. Um, which Oops. doesn't make it right. Like, yeah, Michaela be like, me. okay, <laughs> sounds good. Then we'll be back on even playing field. That's okay. okay. Bye, Wes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought it was great. I, I just like, no, no notes. Thank you very much, team. Like, great work. Right. So like that, you know, that scene of Wes at least trying with his team with, uh, you know, the non-vets was what I was looking for for a Tory scene, but it didn't happen. Um, Wes telling us about how bananas this is number one, you know, who is this new information to? Not us. Um, but he's telling him about how, you know, everybody else is super close. There's not much we can do that. You know, it is what it is. And uh, and yeah, then we're going to get into the voting. Yeah, I love this where Wes is like, it's not even Survivor and Big Brother. No, they have the numbers and they're coming together. It is strictly anti-vet. Like, it is against us. That is the rallying point. So uh, there is no hope of turning this around. And it's like, my friends, I would like to hold up this big shiny mirror and show you exactly how things work when CBS people come over to your show on MTV Mm -hmm. and they are the outcasts and you play your game with all your friends and target them right away. So like, what would, I mean, I can't imagine they're surprised, but it is very enjoyable to see them on this side of things. Okay. Challenge CBS three. Are we seeing more MTV vets now because they need to have a fighting chance are we seeing no MTV vets because, like, all right, the experiment didn't work and we're not going to try again? Or same number, different format to help benefit them? Like, what are we seeing? I could see, like, right now we have six and maybe you go to, like, eight or ten. But you also, I mean, it's tricky because you have the people like the Fessies and Corey and uh, Josh is out here that, you know, certainly are going to be working with their MTV counterparts. So it's not just six. Um Sure. But, I mean, maybe they even it out a little bit more. Um, but I do think having the focus on being CBS people is beneficial when you have all of these recognizable names of people that watch CBS for Big Brother and Survivor. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be pretty similar. I think that the format might be a little bit different. Um, but in general, I think they're just going to keep trying to ingratiate them. I just don't think it matters if, let's say, like a West goes home early or a Johnny goes home early. Like, I think they're still getting the call over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just going to try to force them on the CBS audience, and that's what it's going to be. And eventually they'll become the underdogs and fan favorites. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'll rue the day. Um, but I also, since you brought up Josh and Fessy, it seems like Michelle is pretty well ingrained with the CBS personalities mm-hmm. do you think josh and fessy are going to uh be targeted next or are they gonna skate through once the mtv people no they're gone? in great spots they're fine yeah i think so too i don't know like who exactly they're aligned with but and i mean Polly too i guess i just feel like they i don't know like I they would like... be grouped up there but i think they could play their cards right and be fine i also don't think we're about to see like you know the next six eliminations be all or five eliminations be all those five vets like um, maybe they get out like one or two more, but like 
I kind of agree with what they were saying. Like when, when Wes had that confessional being like Tori just dominated, like she, hopefully that shows them that they shouldn't put Tori down there. Like if I'm some of the other women in the house, like I don't want to be up against Tori in that spot in the way that she just demolished John a, if I'm the winning team, I'm not going up against Tori. So I'll vote Tori in every single time. But if it puts one of, you know, if it's Desi and Tiffany and all them, you know, that are making the decision or whoever and their allies are in danger, I mean, Tori's going to knock the crap out of, you know, Michelle and take her out of the game. Better her than me when I have to get thrown in weeks later when all the easy people are gone. I know. That's definitely the right way to think about it. But <laughs> the way that mo- most of the time they do is uh, out of fear. I don't know. I think that, again, based on the winning team being immune, I could see it still being the case. I think that, yeah, there's very few people here that I think are consistently taking out Tori in an elimination. Um, But, I mean, give me the Tori Michaela elimination. I'm very excited for when that happens. Yes. I want it. Um, So... The voting, uh, the only note that I really have from voting was the Tiffany vo- not voting for John A thing because they have a bond. I was like, okay, well, good to know. Um, didn't ultimately mean a thing because John A is not going to come back into the house. So glad we knew that they were working together um, for yeah. the next season. Well, my thing is like, okay, so who is voting in John A? Let's say like probably both the Alyssa's. Um, probably Chanel and Michelle, right? So that's four of the votes. I don't know who the other, maybe, I don't know, you're getting Cassidy, you're getting one of the guys. Um, but are they going to notice the Tiffany votes missing or are they just going to be like, oh, there were five votes, so our whole team voted for our whole uh, alliance? Yeah. Um, the I wish I could be more help here, uh, but the Wikipedia chart does not have the uh, all the votes from this mm-hmm. one. I guess we didn't see them all, and maybe that's... Why? Very much we did not. Yeah, yeah, I feel like in past seasons they've like released a bonus ep- like clip where yeah. it shows all the votes, and I would like that, please. Yes, would love to know because that was a little fun going through the uh, first episode votes and did not realize that you know Desi voted for Michelle um, until I read that. But um, the votes do end up coming in. TJ tells them as uh, Tori and Bananas are waiting to find out their fate in the arena. Um, Polly had two votes. Alyssa L had one vote. Alyssa S had two votes. Dusty had three. Seabass uh, had one. Corey had two. And John A had a whopping five votes, which were enough to get her into elimination against Tori. Yeah, I'm trying to count up. Like, did anyone on, like, vote for their own team here? Like, John A is red team. She has five. Who else is red team? Dusty has three, so that's eight. Polly has two. So, red team was definitely voting for their own team uh, in droves this week. Right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I wish they had the names on this chart. Me too. It looks like there were six votes for the blue team. So at least two people on the red team voted for their own team. I would presume that would what be like Michelle Michelle. and Chanel. Um, at the very least. Yeah. Something like that. And, you know, Tori, it seems like, you know, the votes were kind of known. Like, when Tori says later on, like, well, I'm not going to red because we see how they treat their female champs. Like, um, you know, knowing that they were turning on John A after. Mm -hmm. I mean, John A literally turned on Michelle. What do you want? But whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, The elimination is called Drop the Ball. And, again, it was a very physical bout between uh, these two challenge champs, John A. and Tori. Um, And best summed up in Tiffany's confessional, uh, saying how uh, John A. has kids at home and uh, Tori (laughs) was about to damn kill her. 
Oh my god, I truly was like one of these knocks into the wall really could do like damage. Yeah. So uh, I love that Tori waited like till the ball was about to fall and then just like knocked her into the wall. She was really throwing her around. John A, um, through two episodes, was glowing, like looking so beautiful, so like just as as this challenge champion energy about her. I was like so not just happy she was there. I was like, you look so good this season. Like, I don't, I don't know. And then all of a sudden she's getting knocked around, thrown in the dirt, throat, like, like beat up. I'm like, wow, what a way to go. <laughs> like mm-hmm. insane. I mean, I'm glad that she was, you know, in confessional after all was said and done being like, look, she got me. She was, you know, she did what she had to do. I, I, she wasn't holding any grudges, hard feelings. Um, it did seem like, you know, she was in okay spirits about it. She's joking about how it's been so long since she's been eliminated from the challenge and like, go off, give us those little <laughs> reminders. love that. Um, but yeah, what a, what a tough uh, way for Johnny to go out. I mean, it's, Better this than uh, being, you know, DQ'd because of a partner, but it's still, geez, episode two. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised to see her be going this early. I wondered, like, once the ball hit the ground, it was out of play. I thought that might have actually made this less interesting because it's like, do you wrestle for the, like, regular ball worth one point that's on the ground or, like, let those like go while the silver ball is coming down like if you could pick up the ones that are still on the ground does that change strategy at all because i think that once they're out of play where they're on the ground the bigger person is just going to win almost every single time on this yeah or versus like if they're coming down like a little quicker or like again they're in play while they're on the ground i think there's a little more strategy here where uh, i was very not surprised to see the outcome of this challenge yeah um what would the elimination have been if it was on the flip side? If it was bananas, it would probably who had the votes? Corey, maybe I'm, I'm trying to go back. Corey had it. two. Seabass had one. Dusty had three and Polly had two. Okay. So it would have, I mean, Polly versus bananas would have been entertaining. Um, Good one. Dusty <laughs> versus bananas. Probably see dusty go bananas. Yes. You know, big guy doing his thing. Um, Corey versus Bananas would have just been classic challenge, you know, a, a great matchup of two people that have. Have not we ever gotten, gotten that matchup? Um, I can't uh, remember it. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't come to come to mind. Um, but it would have been lovely to have a men's elimination after the first one if being only. a women's elimination and not having to lose John A. But alas. Yeah, I mean, for me, like she kind of made her own mistake, so I don't feel that bad. But um, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, I've talked about like John A. has really. You know, she goes to all stars and she absolutely dominates after not really being super impressive in her original run on the challenge. Now, after we see her here on the challenge USA, where, you know, there's some debate whether it, the pool is as strong as the MTV usual lineup. And Johnny has theorized on how she would do if thrown back on the main series. Do we have any, like, is this indicative of that or an outlier? What do you think? Um, I mean, she talks about how she wants to come compete with the big dogs and, you know, play a harder game than she does on All-Stars. Um, no offense to all the All-Stars out there, but um, it it's it's a harder game. I mean, that's the it's a, it's the very simple answer of um, these competitors are younger and sprier and maybe not as easy to play her social game on as all of the people that she knows and has connections with and are just in a similar age range. Like uh, certainly mm-hmm. by no means am I calling John a old, but um, you know, these kids are, 
are kids. They're a lot of them are a lot younger, um, and they're all, especially when you're coming to the CBS world, they you know they all know each other. This this was a tough uh, look for, or a tough go for her. Um, I thought she did a pretty good job doing the best she could on um, Global. I mean, I know there was the whole thing with Kellyanne, and that was like messy at first, um, but I thought she was recovering pretty well by the time she went out. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm, like, I'm enjoying seeing all the different sides of how things can go for her. Um, I do think she is still a very capable player and will be back for sure. Um, it's, you know, at this point, she's kind of discovering who she is as a mainstay challenge player and not just like playing with her friends on All-Stars. Yeah, it's still funny to me that she shows up on All Stars One, and we're kind of like, "Why is Johnny here?" And now we're like, "She's definitely coming back all the time." Mm-hmm. But um, very funny. I think you brought up World Championships, and she was kind of killing it in the daily challenges there. So I think that Johnny is still a very solid competitor who could do plenty well on uh, the flagship show as well as USA. Uh, I would say that between those the, that season and this season, it's made me question a little bit more of her strategy mind, maybe. Um, but the physical game, I'd be curious to see if this elimination had been, let's say, like John A versus Michelle, John A versus Cassidy, John A versus, uh, I don't know, a couple other people, how that might have gone. I think maybe there is a uh, decent chance she does okay. But I think there's definitely people on this cast that she like throws around mm-hmm. considerably. So, um, you know, I think that there are... Uh, it was a tough draw for her, but, you know, I, I, I think it's about as expected as I thought she would do. Yeah. Would have been such a treat for John A to win this one in Centauri packing in episode two, uh, humbling this new champion. <sighs> um, but that's not what we're going to get. And uh, we move on through two episodes. Um, so far, we are feeling pretty good. Yeah, I love the second episode. I feel like if. The first episode had the elimination. I would not have been as down on it. I would have been like, all right, that was an episode. But this episode got me really excited. Um, I don't know if that's my like anti-vet bias um, or if it genuinely was just better. I feel like they were like making bigger moves. We were like, you know, more strategy talk, more alliance talk. So um, I'm very curious to see how this season plays out. I hope that it does keep up its level of intrigue. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it's going to because there's a lot of people here that I'm very interested to see how they're going to do. Um, a lot of dynamics that are still at play, some heated pasts uh, between people and, and whatnot, a lot of different ways that this could all shake out. The team factor being, you know, pretty uh, intriguing to shake things up from just the traditional format of whether it's individuals or, um, you know, two teams or even. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're in for uh, some fun weeks ahead, including the next episode on my birthday. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. So um, hopefully... What a way to celebrate yeah, hopefully there's a good result that I get to watch on my birthday, and um, I would love if there was a good result on Big Brother that night, but I think, I mean, <laughs> I, there, there's no bad result this week, um, but yes. the result that I want more doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but it's fine. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, we'll see. Um, but yeah, got a uh, reality TV birthday week, uh, or birthday night coming up, so that's that, and uh, not much else. There we go. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in for uh, the next couple episodes of the Challenge USA. Feel like definitely was a random cast, but uh, they've been delivering so far. Yeah, I'm excited uh, for what's to come. So uh, we'll get out of here. And uh, thank you guys for checking out this first episode recapping the first two episodes of the challenge usa two more episodes are coming this week one on my birthday uh, this thursday and then again on sunday not my birthday anymore um 
the uh, third day into my last year in my 20s um, for all those keeping score at home. Um, that is uh, the rest of this week, and then we'll recap those and keep on going with these double and whatever episodes until uh, that stops in two or three weeks. Um, again, thank you guys for checking this one out. Beginning of the season, always uh, going to give the reminder of if you are new or if you're not new, um, and if you have or you haven't left a review on the iTunes uh, podcast store feed uh whatever before um it's always much appreciated those reviews do help people discover the dom and colin podcast which is where we are here discussing the challenge um and that's that's what i got thank you for listening along hope you'll be with us for the entire ride Woo-hoo. yeah can't wait definitely appreciate only read five star reviews if you uh yes. want to you know tell us something uh, negative even I don't sort by anything other than five stars so mm-hmm. that's where we're at mm-hmm. we just <laughs> won't see it it won't register it's I mean it's impossible do, but like my just... eyes glaze over yeah um, so follow us on Twitter. I'm at Matt Ligori, and, uh, this is the only place that you can currently find me unless I, uh, pop up on a big brother podcast at some point, but we'll see, um, whenever that happens. And Scally is on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally, but you knew that. Um, and also on Twitch at the same name or no, no, it is twitch.tv slash B Scally. Um, and then what else do I have going on? I am talking regularly about, the new season of Love Island USA over on the Hot Dummies on Islands feed slash the RHAP wrap up. So that's been a ton of fun. Really, really enjoyed this new season. So uh, enjoyed that. Uh, what else am I even doing? I was able to guest on the Lonely Boys podcast talking about Gossip Girl. So people should check that out. I am going to be guesting on the 90 Day Fiance podcast with Puya this week. So people should uh, go over there on over on RHAP wrap ups. And then I will be talking. Oh, I also talked with Rob and Jenny about Claim to Fame this week. So people should check that out as well. That's a ton of fun. And I'm going to be talking with Rob over on the patron only uh, perk, the feedback, watching the feeds for a little while and talking about what's going on and, you know, talking crap. So uh, if you're a patron or if you're not already, definitely go ahead over there and check that out as well. There we go. Very good. Um, Check all that stuff out anywhere um, you get your podcasts or your internet feeds or your internet, uh, you know, uh, is it a feed? Yeah, Twitter's a feed. Um, I keep thinking about how in our uh, draft for the 39th season of the challenge, we did our threads uh, plugs at the end and we were, you know, debating how worthwhile those plugs would be. Um, And we are still a while away from that draft being released. But uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but you can follow us on threads. Um, I just am not really using it. Um, so Is anyone? <laughs> people are. I open it every Ooh. so often and I see I see threads. Oh, my God. Um, I want to use it. I, I wish we all moved. But when BB Twitter was like, nope, we're staying here. I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, I'm not moving. Sorry. Yeah. You got to like really entice me over there. Well, we'll see. All right. Thank you guys for checking this one out. We'll be back next week with more of the Challenge USA Season 2. But until then, take care, everybody.